And welcome to Parents on Pitches podcast. My name's Damien. And I'm Andy. And what we do each and every episode is we take a film from a uh, streaming platform like Disney Plus or Amazon Prime or Netflix and we watch it and we come in here and we talk about it and then give it a recommendation or not. So Andy, what do we have for this episode? So for this one, we have a 2019 film called Fighting With My Family, directed by Stephen Merchant. Um, and produced as part of the WWE franchise and, and um, uh, business. Um, yeah, it, I don't know, Bill, not, not the film I was expecting it to be, um, but an, an interesting film nonetheless. Um, and I, I think, you know, there, there's so much about this film with the anticipation and the build-up to it and, and all that. And actually the film I saw was a better film than what I was expecting. I would agree with that. Um, just before I go on to that, we've got a, a quick film uh, synopsis, and I'll just take it straight from IMDb. A former wrestler and his family make a living performing at small venues around the country while his kids dream of joining World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, now this is based on a true story. Obviously, they're a bit liberal with some of the facts. Most of these types of things are. But I would agree with you in the sense that I'd actually put off watching this for a while. Um, not because I didn't think it was going to be good, but because I thought it, I was going to be indifferent to the film. And it was very different to what I was expecting, especially when you say Stephen Merchant is directing it. Um, it's like the thing that he's known for is his comedy. And so you kind of assume that that's what you're in for. <clears throat> so I remember seeing the trailer for this and thinking that it was going to be something along the lines of um, it's that Mark Wahlberg film, the one, the Daddy's Home. Is that right? Oh, um, yeah, I think I think you're right. Daddy's Home yeah. and Daddy's and Home. Too. I was expecting this to be a very similar style to that in terms of the comedy and and you know this this I don't know the trailer sold it to me as as this comedy film that you know the Rock was in and how he like trains up these this family to be wrestlers was not the film I was expecting to see because that is not the film. No, nope. and it's, I think it's a, another classic example of where marketing is, you know, they're there to sell the film and they're going to sell it in a way that they think people are most likely to go and watch it. Um, and when you've got something uh, starring The Rock, directed by Stephen Merchant, you know, the types of people that you're probably going to try and aim it for are the people who go to see a comedy. Absolutely. And you've got Nick Frost in it as well. He's got quite a major role in it. And Nick Frost is a funny guy. Um, and I mean, so he's best, best known for his comedy. He's done some like, uh, serious, more serious stuff. But the thing that you instantly think of is the, the three, uh, three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. Um, and they're, you know, they're all comedies. And before that is Spaced. And that's a fantastic comedy. So you instantly think Nick Frost, comedy. It's bound to be that type of film. And it isn't. <laughs> not, no, not, not by a long way. Not, yes. There are moments of comedy. I was just going to say the same right. thing. Yeah. Because there are some brilliant moments that are really funny and you know, really heartwarming, but it's not a comedy. I would not describe this as a comedy. What genre would you put it in? Um, so I would probably put this under, I'd, I'd probably put it under drama, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest with you. Um, it, is, it is a family drama. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a family film. That's a really beautiful thing about this. I, I think there's probably, I say it's a family film. There is a couple of moments that I probably wouldn't want my younger children to watch. But I'm thinking kind of like teenage, it's the kind of film you could watch, you know, relatively happily with your parents as a teenager. There's no yeah. really super embarrassing moments. It's engaging for all of those people. But 
yeah. I mean, in in terms of, you know, it's actual rating, it's on the money. It is a 12A in this country. Um, But you're right. This is the, my, my parents and I, um, we used to have a family tradition where each Sunday we would sit and we would watch a family film together. Um, and then my parents, when we got gone to bed, they would watch a, a, you know, an adult film together. That was our Sunday. Uh, we used to go down to, huh? Can we just clarify what you mean by adult film? Of course. <laughs> so, you know, uh, violence rated 18, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger type of thing. Oh, yeah. That was right. a very good point. <laughs> Sorry, mum and dad, if you're listening. Um, and, you know, that, that was our Sunday. We used to go to Blockbusters. We used to pick a family film together. They used to pick, a, a, you know, an 18 kind of uh, a violent action film type thing. And this is definitely one of the things that I think I could see sitting down as a young teenager watching with my family and all of us really enjoying it. Absolutely. There really is something for everyone in that sense, isn't there? It's... Uh... Um, you know, my I, my mum would like this film. My dad would like this film. Mm, my wife liked this film. I like this film. You know, it was a re- is a kind of it's a film that appeals to everyone. Yeah, and I think uh, we we can kind of segue into the characters then. And I think I think a, a large reason why it appeals probably to so many people is because there's such a wide range of characters, um, and it's you know it's it's contrasted very heavily with going into a completely different environment when uh, Paige manages to get into the, the wrestling or the professional wrestling arena. Um, and she, she is instantly the complete opposite to each and every single person there. Now, obviously, that was very purposeful, um, but there's, there's a whole eclectic range of characters from different backgrounds. So for those people who haven't seen it, Damien, is it worth you just kind of summarizing... Um, who Paige is in that sense? Because actually, if if you know, I haven't followed WWE since I was probably fourteen, um, and so until I saw this and I, I read into this afterwards, I had no idea who Paige was. So, is do, do you want to? Do yeah, that? by all means. I mean, I'm similar similar background. I remember watching wrestling when I was uh, probably right up until fifteen, sixteen, something like that, and then I just found other sports. Right. Um, but yeah, I was, so, so, I was so wrestling when The Rock was still. The oh, Rock. Yeah, same here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love the rock in his wrestling career. Um, and you know, and then he went into acting um, and I, I, I like him now, but I think that's just testament to how charismatic he as a person is. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Soraya Knight um, is a, uh, uh, an amateur wrestler. She got into it because her entire family are wrestlers. Her dad and her mum are a wrestler. That's how they met each other. Her brother is a, a wrestler. And, and so she, decided to do wrestling and she kind of didn't want to when she was younger so you know in contrast and this is actually a big theme through the film itself her brothers wanted to be a wrestler since he was three years old and he could actually understand what wrestling was and he's been training his whole life Um, and you understand that their older brother was also a wrestler and he got a shot at being a professional wrestler but unfortunately uh, he was um, he wasn't picked and so he went down a spiral and ended up going to jail and uh, then it just leaves Soraya and her older brother. Uh, but she, she didn't really get the bug for it until she was 13. And, and she did that because, and again, true to life, she had to step in when one of the other under 18 wrestlers uh, dropped out for, for reasons I can't remember. 
and um, she just stepped in to help because she'd been watching her family wrestle. So she knew a few of the moves. And ever since she stepped foot in the arena when she was 13, she really caught the bug for it. Um, and then when she went to, uh, you know, WWE, um, she became Paige, um, which is obviously her, her alter ego, which, which most wrestlers have. I mean, you look at the Rockets, Dwayne Johnson, you look at any number of wrestlers, they have a stage name and they have their real name. And so Paige is her stage name, um, which is what most people know her by. But this is very much the story of Soraya and how she got to become Paige. And that's, I think, the biggest strength of this film it's not a wrestling movie. It is, uh, it's very much an underdog movie, which I fall for hook, line, and sinker every time anyway, because uh, I really enjoy those stories of people through their own uh, perseverance and struggle making it um, because it's what a lot of us are going through. And I think it's incredibly relatable in that way. I think the film is done in such a way that it is very relatable as well. It doesn't, for me, it, it has all of the... Um, uh, aesthetics of a Hollywood film but the storytelling of a British film um, and you know it could because the, the narrative is really important the narrative really drives itself and we are given all of these super flashy images of WWE and these huge wrestling centers and you're know, training montages of them training on a beach and all this stuff but actually that isn't what drives the narrative the narrative is driven by this just this stunning storyline and I think what makes it all the more interesting is just you know it, it's based on a true story and when you look into that story you know Paige and her brother and the parents all that they go yeah they, they got it I think Paige said they got it 95% right yeah and, and that's great you know that we're, we're looking at her story and you know it isn't her and, and what have you but when you look at the images of her and um, Florence Pugh, who plays her in, in the film, they look so similar. And all I don't know, there has been so much attention to detail in all of those things that it makes it so relatable. I don't know, is that the right? I, no, I think relatable is absolutely spot on. And it, what it, for me, what it, it's been crafted with, with love. And yes. I think a lot of the reason for that is because um, I, I read that when The Rock was over in the UK, he watched a documentary on British wrestlers mm -hmm. and Paige was in the documentary and he couldn't believe the story of Paige leading to her success. And so he was like, why has nobody made this film? And so he took it upon himself to get that film made. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why the film comes across so well in its narrative is because not only was it made with the love and care that it was, uh, it was due and the respect that it should have had, but Rock himself came from an incredibly similar background. And he even says it in the film, you know, he comes from a wrestling background and the, the struggle to make it big time um, was in his life. And so whilst The Rock was having a film made about Paige, um, you could probably draw similarities between Soraya and Dwayne's own personal lives and the struggles that they both went through. And so I think that the biggest reason that the storytelling and the narrative is so, um, so effective is because the people who are making it 
really care about the story, not the wrestling, but the story. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's some gorgeous moments we've got. Um, so we'll talk about this later, but with Vince Bourne and, he, you know, he's talking to Paige and, uh, on her journey. And there are some gorgeous moments there. And, you know, Vince Bourne, famous for being a really funny guy not funny no. really caring and loving and wonderful and it was just really you know there were you know he has some very blunt conversations with her and you just you know you get it and it's really yeah. interesting. it was yeah. and you know a huge testament to Vince Vaughn because you're right I mean back in the day he's he's the type of person that you you think of uh, comedy um, because that was his type of acting and yet we have another comedy actor who was doing a really kind of serious and heartwarming role because he uh comes across as the very detached father figure for Paige when she's 4,000 miles away from her actual family he's not there to push her and to help her but he does point her in the right direction and he challenges her by you know making sure that this is what she actually wants to do because Vince Vaughn's character gives Paige every opportunity to quit and even says that she probably should but that only spurs her on more yeah yeah I loved I mean I love that part of it I thought that was really you know, quite a sentimental part of the film really um Good, good storytelling there. Really. And incredibly well acted. I mean, I, th I think a lot of the reason why uh, comedy actors do so well in other things is because of their timing. Comedy's all about timing. And I think this came across really well with John Krasinski when he made and, and starred in um, A Quiet Place. It's like, because a comedy actor has to have really good timing to be funny, if you put them in a role that's not comedy, they already have that timing. And so they know the beats that they're trying to achieve. And so comedy actors do really well in other things. And here you have a whole bunch of comedy actors doing a really heartwarming and emotional uh, family drama. And it just comes across so well. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um... I was, I mean, I've already said it, but I was so impressed with this film. Um, you know, I, when we finished watching it, I just, I looked over to my wife, Alice, and just said, that was not the film I was expecting to watch. <laughs> a thousand times better than the film I was expecting to watch. It's so good. Um, so, yeah. Um, I was expecting more of The Rock. I, so in terms of disappointing things, I wanted more of The Rock. I don't think the film needed it. That's just my personal gripe. I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of my heroes, and I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, he, and again, marketing, The Rock stars in, it's like, he's in it for about a total of a minute and a half. If that. Yeah. He, he has a, such a small role in it. Um, I mean, he does, he does crop up twice. And, you know, what he does is very entertaining in the first part and then really heartwarming in the second part that he's in it. But, yeah, he, he's in it for no time at all. No, and I was, I was disappointed because, with, like you say, with all the marketing, I was expecting The Rock to be a you know, main character in this. Um, but, I, like I said, I don't think the film needed it at all. No, no I don't think it needed it. I just wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> we want more rock. Yeah. No, and, and this is it. He's so charismatic that um, a lot of the films that he's in, and we could talk about this another time, but honestly, I think that The Rock is not coasting because, man, that guy's daily routine is insane. But he, if he wanted to be, and I would imagine a lot of it's personal choice, he could do a lot of really 
excellent kind of more serious or drama-based films. He's that diverse and that good. I think he's got a lot going for him. And I think that, you know, it's very easy for him. Um, and this is nothing against the work he does. I'm, like I say, a huge rock fan. It's very easy for him to churn out these Jumanji-type films um, and make an absolute killing from them. So he doesn't have to do these other films. Maybe yeah. they'll come later in his career. I don't know. But, you know, he's churning out films like nobody's business. Um, yeah, he, oh my God, his, his, you know, his work ratio is insane. And the number of films that he's doing per year is absolutely crazy. Um, and you're right. I mean, not all of his films have to be a massive success because that's, you know, that's, that's not where his main, uh, dare I say, his main income is. Um, but then that's getting into, you know, different streams of revenue. And that's probably better on a business podcast than this one. Um, but he's, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And I'm right. I, I would have loved to have seen more of The Rock. But I think what we got for the film was just enough. The, you're right, the film didn't need it. And I think had it had more of it, it would very much have become The Rock Show and would have taken attention away from Paige. For sure. Uh, which, you, which you didn't need because this is very much her story. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think the film did quite well, and I didn't think it was going to do well, was the um, it challenged the stereotypes um, of you know. So it was it would have been very easy for them in this film to um, have cast someone who uh, was super sexy from the beginning. Now I'm not saying um, I've forgotten her name. Bear with me one second. Oh no, where is it? Florence Pugh. I'm not saying yep. she's not sexy. I, I, you know, that's not what I'm going with. But I think that from a producer perspective, it would have been really easy for them to put this super yeah. hot babe in there with no personality, no acting skill, nothing to carry the story. And I think they challenge those stereotypes. And somewhere where they do that is when she's at the boot camp, when she's at the NXT boot camp, and she's with these, you know, these blonde bimbos and stuff like that. Even those blonde bimbos are more three-dimensional than they are in other films. A hundred percent. And But the film really expertly sets you up for them to be blonde bimbos. Yes, absolutely. Um, because you, you don't find anything out about them whatsoever. Um, and, you know, they are your typical thin, drop-dead gorgeous um, kind of... Um, well, they say very early models, on. Models, cheerleaders. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they, and then they, they flip it. So they're on a bus um, and they're, they're going back from, from somewhere. And uh, Florence Pugh, um, obviously as Paige, she walks up to them and then confronts them on the bus saying, you know, don't you dare talk about me. You're talking behind my back, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we're not talking about you. It's like, yeah, you were. I saw you. It's like, no, actually they were talking about one of their, um, one of the ladies uh, was, I think, four-year-old son. And the reason that she's out there doing what she's doing is because she is trying to provide a better life for her son, which is exactly one of the reasons that um, Paige is there in the first place. She's trying to provide a better life for her family. Yeah. But and like, in that one line, it crushes your whole perspective. Yeah. Because you are led for a good probably 10 minutes to these very two dimensional blonde bimbos. And then all of a sudden you are presented with these very three-dimensional characters. And I, I liked that. I thought that was Yeah, fantastic. it plays so well on your stereotypes, which we all carry with us. You know, there's, there's no avoiding it. Um, it. It's one of those things that we have. Um, but it, the film is incredibly aware of that. 
and what and it's also I think is also aware of the type of film that it's making because they, you know there's this massive I say massive this this ongoing argument wrestling's not real blah 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 as like it's all staged it's like well that's yes it's staged to an extent but when you're trading blows no matter how choreographed it might seem it's like people get hurt people even die in this staged theater um when we were kids yeah what was this the brett the hitman heart was it yeah i think he was was he the one that fell from a a a zip line yeah yeah and he died in front of you Absolutely, because again, whilst it's staged, there's a huge element of danger to this. And I think the film really taps into our stereotypes. It's like, it's not as clean cut as people may uh, be led to believe. Have you seen the Louis Theroux documentary where he visits the wrestling camp? I haven't, no, not that one. Check that out, because that just shows how gruesome it is. And it is gruesome. Yeah. Um, You know, they he works Louis Theroux to the point where he almost throws up. Wow. They're making them go through you know, we talk about, and um, you know, I'm very aware that wrestling isn't real, okay? Or <laughs> anyone calls me out on it. But the stuff they do is damaging to the body. You know, mm-hmm. They're really hammering themselves hard. They you have know, to be athletic. They have to be athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I, I remember watching um, a documentary years ago when I was into wrestling in a big way. Um, and it was like the the... Uh, after the matches and, and what have you. And the one thing that I remember from that documentary from, God, we must be talking 15, 18 years ago that I watched it, is the wrestlers chatting to each other after the matches whilst they're having stitches put in their, um, in their heads and they're having their arms sewn back up because, yes, it's staged. But when somebody hits you with a metal chair, regardless of whether that metal chair is designed to bend or not, you're still getting hit by a metal chair. When you're being thrown off the top of the ring into a table, regardless of how breakable that table is, you're still being thrown a good 20 feet in the air. It's like, yeah, it's staged, but my God, is it that, you know, it's going to hurt. One of the things I really liked was the, in the story was the, um, when we were in Norwich, so um, Paige's family are from Norwich and they, uh, that's where they're based. They're kind of amateur wrestling. Yeah. Uh, is it amateur wrestling? I mean, it's not WWE standard. It no, is- it's not WWE standard. I mean, given, given how the family is portrayed and they're, they're uh, should we say, less than kosher business mannerisms i would imagine i would imagine that it is not a professional organization by any means no and so is you know amateur wrestling and i really like those scenes in norwich day where we're in that you know that dank room with the wrestling ring in it and you know the kids are wrestling and Paige's brothers leading all those kids and basically taking these kids off the street to teach them how to wrestle and be part of a group and you know the sense of belonging I really liked that I thought it was wonderful and that really leads into one of the for me one of the strongest parts of the film as obviously when Paige gets picked and Zach her brother doesn't um, he spirals just like his older brother did before him. Um, he starts to drink. He can't provide for his family in the way he wants to um, because you know, he's got a girlfriend. And then he has a, as time passes, he has a baby on the way. Then he, and then obviously his, his girlfriend has that baby. And so he's got a family and he's not living his dream, but his sister is. And so he starts to spiral hard. 
But when his sister, when Paige comes back from America, the, uh, she's having a break and she's actually talking about the fact that she wants to quit. And he goes, understandably, a little mental because she got the shot and she's willing to throw it away and he's not been given it and constantly being turned down. Um, he starts to neglect that little community that he has built because um, he drives around in his bus and he picks these people up to take them to the wrestling because they're all from you know underprivileged backgrounds. So he's, he's going around the community, picking up these kids. And you see it in the beginning, he's keeping them out of trouble, they're training. And then when he lets all that go, it's like they start going back into the old routines of causing trouble and doing drugs and hanging about with the wrong people. And it's not until Paige turns around, and I actually wrote it down because I found it so... Um, so uh, emotional for me is that she said um she said uh, peop- uh she said uh, our small action just because millions of people aren't cheering doesn't mean it's not important mm. and so what he's doing whilst he's not getting the applause that he wants from you know millions of people in in a professional arena he is helping to keep these kids out of trouble and keep them focused on something that could provide them, not necessarily wrestling, just the, you know, the life skills in the community that they're in, provide them with a real shot at being successful in something and not going down the route of selling drugs or becoming druggies or uh, going to jail because they're causing issues. And that really opens up his eyes. And so I think that's one of the strongest things that, that goes through this. And it's reinforced again later because when their older brother gets out of jail he um his older brother and zach they go for a jog um and they start talking about pages uh you know she's not successful yet but she's so flipping close and um zach turns around to his older brother and said yeah i could have done that and his older brother says no no you couldn't he's like what do you mean it's like because uh, she's got something that i never had and zach asks well what's that I said you it's like Zach is a huge reason that Paige is where she is. And he's completely forgotten that. But then that completely opens his eyes and he goes back into that community with a newfound love. And that whole storyline throughout that film was just so effective for me. That was awesome. Really awesome. Um, and, and you know, Zach was um, in it, in the real Zach was in the film. Well, no, I didn't know that. Where did he crop up? He plays the drug dealer. No. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's brilliant. That's real life sack. <laughs> I did not know that. That's fantastic. So one of the things I just want to talk about. Um, so uh, in the narrative of the film, we get towards the end. Paige has been told um, that she's going to be the, oh God, I can't remember the title, but the women's champion. Uh, the Divas champion. That's it. And um, her family are all watching live at home. You know, it's one of these pay-per-view things. They're all sitting at home. And Alice, my wife, and I were just sitting there and we're chatting away um, whilst watching it. And she said, do you think they actually filmed that in the lounge? Because it looks so real. And I said, well, I don't know, you know, maybe. No idea. And what was interesting was at the very end of the film, you see the home video footage of them actually watching it for real. And it's the lounge is identical. I don't know if they filmed it in the lounge. I don't think they did. But the attention to detail of building that set. Yeah phenomenal it looked outstanding 
same shade of paint, exactly the same ornaments, exactly the right places. It's amazing. Yeah, they, they did their homework. And, you know, the, those videos at the end, it was really interesting to see how the actors matched up to the real life people. And it was so spot on. Because I can't Nick believe Frost. how close they got. Oh, Nick Frost killed it. Nick Frost and uh, Paige's dad could be twins. Yeah. <laughs> that was uncanny. Yeah. Um, it was it was absolutely phenomenal and and again i i want to use this opportunity to talk about lena Headey. um so lena Headey plays um page's mum um and she she's probably best known at this point for game of thrones uh, which you know i've not seen a huge amount of but i'm i'm you know aware of of how big that got um but she is a remarkable actress at this point. If you look at her filmography and what she's done, um, she is basically a chameleon. I mean, she was in uh, she was in Dread and she played Mama, and she's nigh unrecognizable. Then she's in this and she's doing a fantastic accent, and then she was in uh, Three Hundred again, completely unrecognizable in terms of the character that she's playing. It's gotten to the stage now where I'm like, she could literally play anything, and I would probably believe her portrayal of that because she's so flipping good. Absolutely, um, there are moments um, of the film where it felt like a, a kind of a, a Ken Loach type film. Um, you know, really kind of very real. And I think she fit that genre very well, that kind of social realist genre, especially when they're in the um, in the pub, they go to the pub to collect the boys. There's just so much of that, her acting, that made it feel very, very real. Not a Hollywood film, not a comedy, not anything else, but a social realist film. We're, we're actually looking at people's lives here. And I think she, she particularly was very good at that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and, and I think this is one of the reasons why it's such a wonderful drama is because it does, it feels almost like uh, a documentary of their lives. Yes, it, it, there's some stuff in there that's clearly for the effects of drama. I mean, given the the timeline and what have you, um, I would imagine that The Rock was never there to begin with. Oh, no, he oh, was. Was he? Yeah. Oh, tell yeah. me more. So, um, you know that he takes, she goes up, well, she finds out she's going to be wrestling that night and that she's yeah. going to be the Divas champion. He did deliver that news to her. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. So that part's entirely true. I did not know that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So How the I, hell did I miss that? I read an interview in preparation for this with Paige and with The Rock, and they both mentioned that moment. Um, and I can't remember why he did it. There was a reason why he wanted to deliver that news to her. Yeah. And then uh, Vince Vaughn's character, the... the um, uh, coach, I guess. I don't, talent. Wow. I don't know what you would describe him as. Life coach. Um, but he um, <laughs> life coach. I like that one. He was based on three or four different people bringing those personalities together. Gotcha. Ah. So, yeah. So loads of this film. Loads of the parts where you think, yeah, probably wasn't. You know, the the bit that wasn't um, in the film with The Rock was the bit where he uh, turns around and screams and shouts at them. Uh, <laughs> that, that wasn't in it at all. That's that's just there for, um, for comedic. Yeah, 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 for sure. And you know, 
talking about the comedy is that the, the comedy is so on point. Every time that there is a joke or every time something funny happens, it never feels forced or out of place. Wow, and, and I think that is a lot to do with the timing of the film and how well written it is. I mean, this film is really tightly written. The introduction of the characters, their background and, you know, what they've been doing their entire life. I think they managed to do that in what the first five to 10 minutes of the film. There's no wasted storytelling at the beginning and it stays that tight throughout the film, which is a huge testament to uh, the, the writing and the directing of this. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. A small amount of that's to do with the budget. I mean, it, it was made on $11 million. Really? Yeah, um, it was made on $11 million and it was able to gross worldwide uh, about $40 million. So it made its money back for a small film. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think it's, I think it's national was uh, like, I think it's national was about $15 million or so. So it only just made its money back. Right. But it's not, not a failure by any means. Obviously, it's not making Marvel money, but it was never going to. <laughs> um, so I watched the day after I watched this, I watched Midsummer. Oh, I've not seen that yet. Oh, man. Oh, I've heard some, <laughs> some interesting things. Maybe we should look at that. But um, uh, Florence Pugh it plays the uh, protagonist in that. And so I watched on consecutive nights. And we, you know, we're talking about all these actors who are playing these you know, really significant role. she's fantastic she and I, I didn't watch it because of her i just put i mm. watched midsummer and it, she just happened to be in it and you know we're talking two totally in fact it took me about half an hour to realize it was her no way she's that unrecognizable no, not even in the way she looks just the way she's acting yeah really was you know i really went oh god no it's her okay i get it yeah well, <laughs> it, it, there was that moment but yeah so i i really rate her i think she's She's going places. She, I was going to say she is. She, I wouldn't even really think that she was up and coming anymore. I think that she, <laughs> she you know, she's well known now, especially for the the string of. of um, I'm not going to say successful, although they, you know, some of them are um, critically acclaimed. Yeah, you know, she, right. she gets recognition for her acting because she she is brilliant. She's absolutely fantastic. I've not seen uh, mid Midsummer Midsummer. Yeah, I'm not sure how you say uh, it. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on where you come from. It's one of those. It's um, on Prime, Damien, so maybe we'll have to have a look at it. <laughs> it is on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's on my to-watch list as well. So I'm like, ah, but I've heard some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to um, so many good, because I, I, I wrote loads of notes for this one. And a lot of them are like one-liners that just hit me. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, but um, one of the things that really hit home to me was just going back to Vince Vaughn about when he was sharing his story and how uh, Hutch, which is Vince Vaughn's character, was basically where Zach is back mm -hmm. when he was young. And he shared his story about how he is a journeyman, um, which is essentially a term for someone who helps someone else get to stardom. And in the film... Uh, you know, and again, this is this is more fiction. But in 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 the film, um, Hutch was uh, Dwayne Johnson's journeyman, and so you understand that Hutch's background is, and and where he is now is very much born from pain and experience. And what I love about Vince act uh, Vince Vaughn's acting in this is that at no point do you get what I would consider relief 
for his character, there would be a few moments where it'd be far too easy for him to relax into his role, especially when he's doing like the, the slightly um, patriarchal kind of looking after page moments. But even those moments, he's not really looking after. He's just giving her a reality check, but he does it so matter of fact and calmly that at no point do you ever go, ah, there's the Vince Vaughn I know. It's like, it's so, so consistent. Yeah, very, very, very good. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone in the film who is a bad actor. There was nobody that grated on me, and there's usually someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Whilst we're on that, we've got to talk just for a second um, about Stephen Merchant and his wife in the film. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, now talk about, oh, my God, they were fantastic. That, that was some amazing <laughs> comic relief. But again, so well-timed that it doesn't and go out of place. At that point in the story, you needed that as well. It was yeah. really, it was perfect timing for it. Oh, I love it. So I really like Stephen Merchant. I got a bit of a soft spot for him. Um, you know, all of the stuff he's done with Ricky Gervais and all that, I think that he is... Um, just a kind of an awkward fool, and I really I like that. And you know, Stephen Merchant plays Stephen Merchant. Yeah, he plays that awkward kind of a little bit more. Well, actually, a lot more well-to-do um, kind of background yeah. in this film, and his wife as well. So they're very stiff upper lip, very proper. And obviously, when they walk into um, the wrestling family, <laughs> who are desperately trying to be on their best behavior <laughs> and, and the whole thing just falls apart yeah and what's really great is that in in that moment because he isn't the funny one is no it? he's he, not he, he's not the funny one and julia davis the the woman who plays wife on gavin and stacy and various other things she's very well known um but you know she's a very funny lady and they aren't the funny ones they're the ones that are setting those jokes up. yeah other people to fill in the punchlines. And I think that's what makes it funnier. I think it's fantastic. And fast forwarding to the end, the, the, the celebration um, from, I think it's Daphne is the oh, character's what, name. What does she say? I can't remember. What she oh said. my God. Um, it's so, I, you know what? If, if, if you like this, you're just going to have to go and watch the film. Oh, because there's because that where she jumps was, up and she just like shouts. <laughs> and doesn't she? And uh, it was brilliant. It was and so it was so out of place, but it was so necessary. Yeah. Um, and the look that um, I think Hugh, Stephen Merchant's character, shoots her was just classic. And I, at that point, at the end of the film, I was crying, I was laughing, I didn't know how to feel, and I was like, this is such an amazing film. Um, it was, and I've, I've seen it three times now. I watched it once um, because I, you know, I finally got around to it. I watched it a second time when we were going to do this, uh, do it for the podcast. And I watched it a third time just to make sure that I was fresh on the film. And I think I cried in every single viewing. Um, it just hit me so much, in a really good way. Like it, it felt so happy and so... Uh, fulfilling to watch it was brilliant yeah, absolutely I, I i love it i love yeah i mean sh should we wrap up and, and give i was gonna say i think we kind of have i kind of uh, I, prob I probably spilled the beans there on what i think of <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah um i was gonna say so andy would you recommend and why or why not 
I absolutely would recommend this film for anyone I would say who's probably 12 or older and I don't think there's any upper limit on age there at all um, and I just recommend it because it is a feel-good film it's a film that is a roller coaster of emotions it's really well made um, there's very little about the film that's Hollywood um, it is it's just emotional and it's really but not emotional in a draining way at all it's really brilliant and I I'm really glad I watched this film um, and I'm not disappointed that it wasn't the film I thought it was going to be. Yep, same here. Big thumbs up from me. I thought that the film was very uplifting. Um, I cried for good reason each and every time. And yeah, don't believe the marketing for this one because I do think that they kind of, they messed up the marketing a little bit, but I understand why they did it because they're trying to get bums in seats. That's marketing department's job, but it's a very different film from what it was led to believe. Uh, it is incredibly heartwarming. It's a wonderful family film. Yeah. There's moments in it where there's, you know, quite a lot of swearing. They're very down to earth, brash characters. Um, but that only makes the film warmer at no point. Was there anybody who grated on me? There was no point where I was checking my watch because it was dragging as I've done with, many a drama before and the overall experience um i could happily sit through time and time again i mean i've already watched it three times and i'd have absolutely no problem with watching it a fourth i thought that the acting was on point i thought everybody did an amazing job i thought the comedy relief was so well timed that at no point did it feel out of place and that can happen a lot in comedies uh, excuse me in dramas um so i would definitely recommend this for sort of you know like you said your old your, your young teens not your young children but your young teens and upwards of that and i'd agree there's no upper age limit on this film i think you can enjoy it of pretty much any age 100 percent. yeah awesome so that is fighting with uh, my family from 2019 and before we go we've got a couple of announcements to make so number one um over on our facebook page we're going to be doing a number of uh facebook live quizzes so be sure to watch out for those they're going to be predominantly film quizzes of course and uh, andy is there anything else that you would like to add to things up and coming I'd just like to thank everybody who uh, has been on the uh, Facebook page, on the Instagram page, on Twitter, on you know, that's commented on YouTube or anything like that. It's who's downloaded the podcast, listened to it, given us feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep doing it. You know, we we do this because we love it and we enjoy it. But it's so nice to have that feedback and it's so nice to have that support. So if you are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, look us up, like us, subscribe, do all of those things. Um, because, you know, we, we really do appreciate it. Thank you. And if you listen to podcasts, we are currently available on Anchor and Spotify. Um, so, yeah, Andy, if anybody wants to find out more, where can they find you? Uh, so they can find. <laughs> I've just Not your home address. Don't do that now. No, I live at one two three. So you can find us on Facebook. So Facebook forward slash parents on page. I've got. Do you know? I literally don't know what the actual username is. I'm so sorry. It's all good. There's a reason. There's a reason I batted it back to you. Yeah. So <laughs> if you type parents on pictures podcast you you'll find us pretty much every wow. social media out there um, so if you look if you look in this corner just here you'll see that logo and that logo uh is the is the you'll see that so take that like that find it like it 
And if you're listening on podcast, obviously that make no sense to you. Oh, yeah, but sure. you, you, if you're listening on podcast, you already found us, and we appreciate your support. Um, fantastic! This has been an MDM uh, and RA production. Uh, you'll find out more about those later, and we will see you next time. Say Thank bye you. now. Yes. Thank you. <laughs>